0: It's been a classic Beatles song man the Beatles are just like instant happiness pop Beatles by far yeah my yeah favorite I mean they, they're experimental stuff amazing groundbreaking and I do like it but this shit is like perfect yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is it's, it's also like the chili peppers where it's like the four elements yeah. at full capacity going <laughs> whew
0: Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today's track is Certifiable Classic.
1: Certified. Yeah,
0: it's like it's it is one of the most iconic pop songs of all time. Yep. It is The Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. The songs were released on July 10th, 1964. And in the UK, and three days later released in the US. Right. It was prominently featured in the Beatles' first film, which bears the same name.
1: hmm
0: The song topped the charts in the US and the UK within moments <laughs> of release, because, you know, just Beatles doing Beatles things. Yeah. It was the fifth of seven songs released by the Beatles that year that would hit the top of the charts in multiple countries.
1: They were That's on insane. five. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And this was before you could, like, game the charts, as you can kind of do now.
1: Yeah, I know. I yeah, know, I know, I know, it's yeah.
0: like this was like oh, it's just like hey, they'd release a song, it would go to the top of the charts everywhere. Yeah. That was just how they would do it. Yeah, um, it's routinely considered one of the greatest songs of all time, and that's obvious. Oh yeah, the only thing that maybe detracts from how good the song is is how good the the Beatles' whole catalog
1: is. I know. It's you like, know what I mean? <laughs> it's only it's other songs of theirs yeah. that are up against like, against it. Like
0: when we were talking about doing a Beatles song for the podcast, like it was hard.
1: Yeah, so like, my favorite Beatles song is She Loves
0: You. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I think my personal favorite's Eight Days a Week. That's
1: a good one. Which is funny, because
0: these are all kind of in the same era. We're both obviously, like, not, not first record Beatles fans, but, like, kind of at the end of their commercial pop period. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's weird that we both like that. Out pop of Beatles.
1: I'm all in on Pop yeah. Beatles.
0: Although the song was written by John Lennon with some help from Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr actually came up with the title. Um, and it's always funny to mention this, but have you ever seen that interview where they asked if Ringo, they asked like uh, Paul McCartney if Ringo Starr's the best drummer in the world? Oh, yeah. And you see what he says? Yeah. Ringo Starr's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Yeah. That's... <laughs> it's like everyone's taking the piss out of Ringo all I the know. time. He does. He rips, man.
1: Yeah, dude's good, yeah. man. I don't know why people like hate on him so hard. I you think know?
0: he, I think like he gives the Beatles like a sense of like, Real honesty. Yeah. Otherwise they might actually sound too perfect, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like he really and he's good. I mean he's yeah, rock solid. Good, yeah. Like, yeah. nothing nothing to point some of, to. Some and, of the
1: songs like when you and I found this out yeah. when I was, you know, teaching guitar lessons mm-hmm. to these kids. Um the song sounds simple. Yeah. But there's a layer of like, yeah. There's an extra layer to these songs that, like, when you're trying to learn and play them, people can't play. It's a little bit different. Yeah.
0: People can't play uh, Ringo Starr drum parts very well at all. It's a little bit different. Which, like, props to him. Also, you know, maybe he has, maybe he sang and wrote the most popular Beatles song ever.
1: Yeah. Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Right. I mean,
0: it's like, I mean, it's definitely one of the most popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst one.
1: I wasn't into, I I like I did, I wasn't that into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the psychedelic stuff's cool, but yeah. I, I I just like really like pop. Like I like this style of Beatles.
0: This 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 song is like what I would say is even though it's very dense emotionally mm-hmm. and has a lot that we can unpack, it's very concise. Yeah, it's succinct. It it knows what it is and it lets you know almost instant, instantaneously. Um, John Lennon wrote the song in just one night. And you'll love this. It took the group a little under three hours to finish the track. I believe it. From start to finish. Eventually, they select the ninth take.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Like, making records back in, this is early 60s or later 60s? I mean,
0: it was, re- it was released in 1964, so
1: early 60s. So early 60s, yeah. so like, early 60s like, maybe you had, well, no, this is there in the UK, so they had four track. and Because the United States had eight track before the UK did. That's right. So I don't know if you know
0: this, but we also won the Revolutionary War.
1: uh, Yes. (laughs) And back-to-back World War Champs.
0: Yeah, and that's why we did it. So we could get four tracks, four four additional tracks tracks faster.
1: Yes. (laughs) So the Beatles, they all had to set up all their gear in the recording room, and they set up a bunch of microphones. And all these microphones all had to be, like, compounded down into four audio tracks. That's so cool. And so once you, got, once you got all the microphones set up and everyone sounds good and everyone's happy, it's like, okay, cool. Now we have to assign everybody to four tracks. So it's like, okay, lead vocal and maybe some percussion on one track. Drums and bass on another track.
0: Oh, cool. Maybe
1: background vocals, guitars, and other stuff on another track. And then one auxiliary track for who knows what. But like you had to assign everybody to these four tracks. And these were the only four tracks you could use to mix. So they would do all their takes. And they're like, okay, so now we like the ninth take. Now we're going to mix it. Well, you only have four tracks. Yeah. So so mixing didn't take very long. No, no, no. no. (laughs) It didn't (laughs) take long. You know? And so like back then, like you would go in, record, mix, and finish your record in a day.
0: That's and, so and that, cool and,
1: and be recorded and mixed and be done. You send it off to mastering. I
0: wonder, like, what I wish I could hear, like, what the eighth track was so or the a, eighth take or like the seventh take. So you know, you know what, what I mean?
1: you can do is on um, on Pet Sounds. They released the early takes. Oh, of cool! Pet Sounds. That's fucking sick. So you can see, and you can see like where they yeah. messed up and they stop and they talk about it. But like you can go back and see I think it's on Spotify Yeah, oh damn It's can, like out there Yeah, out it's there. out there Like you can go and listen To like the earlier takes Of Pet Sounds
0: Yeah Yeah Man, okay So one thing we talk about On this podcast Is this this idea that In order for a song To like really explode And like become a signature song It should have an identity That is almost instantly recognizable As soon as the song starts yes. And like this is maybe Like the quintessential example Um there are, I saw there are, like, legit scientific and mathematical art articles published about the first chord of the song. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy.
1: It's a cool chord.
0: Yeah, could, would you want to
1: talk about it a It almost, a, like, a shouldn't bit? exist. Yeah. It, like, might be, like, you know, fourth dimension. Yeah, okay,
0: so, like, let's talk about the harmony. Like, why is it so weird?
1: This has been one of, like, the greatest mysteries, like, harmony mysteries. Yeah, people, this chord, the people don't really know what it is. Yeah, like, people have been trying to figure it out forever. Yeah. And until recently, people have finally figured out what is going on. Okay, nice. So what ended up happening is people were able to get the actual multi-track recording sessions from the
0: 1964 tapes. Oh, damn, you got in there. That's research, baby. Where you can
1: solo and hear what each person is doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so where the mystery comes in is the piano and the bass are what throw this whole thing into a loop. Okay. So the, the basis of the chord is an F add nine, right? So it's an mm-hmm. F chord with a G in the top. Yeah. Cool. George Martin, who is the producer of the group, is playing a piano chord on top of that mm-hmm. F chord. Right, but it was tracked at half speed. Oh, and then fuck. sped up during the mixing.
0: That's amazing.
1: So that's the problem. It's like, what is the chord? So if they're both playing mm-hmm. F, add nine. But he was tracked at half speed, and then it yeah. was sped up. And then Paul is playing a D in the bass. Ooh. Which is making it even weirder. So yeah, like yeah. The, what we hear, like when people listen to the opening chord, they hear a guitar. Mm-hmm. That's what your ears latch on yeah, to. Yeah, but
0: it's really two guitars, keys, and a bass. Exactly. And then the reverberation of the bass through the guitars. Exactly. And just like all the magic that happened
1: when they hit that chord. So when people are, are immediately latching onto this guitar, it's like a yeah. guitar sandwich. Oh, You hear the yeah. F chord. You're hearing the F chord. But you're also hearing like these weird remnants of this piano voicing on top of that, and then the bass note, which is underneath that.
0: So it's almost like the overtone series, but like audible. Yeah, does that it's make sense? Really interesting. Because you would hear because like technically all those notes exist within the chord, exactly. Like in the harmonic series, and you can hear them v- probably very faintly or not at all. Like right. our hearing's not like so sharp like that, but they're out there because the because of the way that you know, vibrations work.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> Vibes so cool. Grow. But like, and,
0: it's cool that they're accentuating that harmonic series, like with other instruments. Then, it's like, if you ever want any sort of audio to sound incredible, record it at a different speed than you play it at. Right. That is like, I like, I'm obsessed with doing that with like my pedals and shit. It's yeah. like, it's a big move. It's cool that they were doing it. Ah, the Beatles, it's like.
1: You could tell that was like the beginning, kind of like, yeah. they were already into trying to do some mm-hmm. tricks. Like, oh, let's record this at half speed yeah. and we'll speed it up. It's like,
0: it's, cra- it's it crazy, starting. too, because, like, this chord does not come back in the song. No. And yet it is, like, a signature. I mean, this song's incredible. Damn, oh, yeah. dude.
1: Damn. That's pretty cool, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's amazing.